Mr. Scoggins is here as he is every Monday. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. What's up, brother? Let's start with Luis Arise, and it's over. We have not had a chance to chat since the Twins made the trade. They pick up uh, Pablo Lopez, one highly taught a prospect, and another guy. And, and, and I look at this, you know what my number one reaction to this, Chip, is? It's failure for Falvin. Mm-hmm. When, when Derek was hired, and to a lesser degree Thad, it was Derek and the Cleveland Indians pitching depth and his role in finding these guys. Well, they haven't found anybody young who they have developed yet, and you say as a starter, He's our guy. No one. Zero. It's it's trades, yeah. right? They're, they're, they're yeah, all yeah. trades. Okay, so that's the first instinct. The second one is, once you react to these two, and then we'll kind of go back and forth, is as a guy who used to watch a ton of baseball and doesn't watch as much anymore because I don't like how the game is played <laughs> now compared to yeah. before, and I'm, I, I get it, numbers, and you should try to play the game the best way possible, but it's we got it. Home run walks, home run walks. Yeah, it is such a pleasure to watch a rise, whether they're right in the heart of it or it's a meaningless game, and he will extract every ounce of juice out of that at bat possible. And I still love to watch it, and I'm going to miss seeing those type of at bats as opposed to big swing, big swing, <laughs> big swing, stand around because there's way too much of that. Yeah, my my first reaction, I was bummed because I grew up in the same area, uh, same area as you, where hitting mattered, singles mattered, yeah. batting average mattered, yeah. taking professional at bats mattered. Uh, when you get two strikes, you change your approach, and so and I love to watch uh, a rise bat the way he, you know, if a ball's just off the plate, he shakes his head and he, you know, he has all the yes. gyrations there. Right. I mean, he was fun, and and I understand or at least listen to the comeback that, you know, he's they got a lot of corner uh, uh, players. They, you know, he's kind of positionless. Um, they need pitching. Chad, why can't you do both? Why, why, why can't you get your pitching in through your development? Why can't you get it through free agency? Yep, why, is, right. why do you always have to trade uh, to get pitching? And that that's my biggest problem is is it's it's been a one way street. They haven't developed anybody. They're not going out and this this uh front office just does not want to commit big money to pitching. Um they want to try to find the retreads that have been good five years ago and try to you know, use their system with their spin rates and all that to, to rekindle something and so I just don't know why it can't be both. Why can't you uh keep players like Arise and not have to uh trade him to, to get pitching. Well, you're 100% right in the position and his body. His body has betrayed him. Um, he's not great at any position, right? Mm-hmm. First base mm-hmm. is probably his best spot. But let, let's stay with the pitching situation. This tells you what you have to give up to get a quality pitcher. Not a great pitcher. He's nowhere near an ace from what he's done. He's had a bunch of injuries. He didn't last year, 
But come on, look at the track record. He's missed yeah. plenty of time. This is the thing. Because right now, of the two who's accomplished more, it's not close. It is not well, it, yeah. close. And the X factor is, I, I think for me, for the Twins to win this trade, not only does Lopez need to stay healthy, it's two things. Yeah. They also have to allow him to maybe pitch the sixth and seventh inning. Because <laughs> well, if, if you're going to give up that much and he's just going to be five innings, give me a break, then just, just trot out Ober and – Varlin and whoever. But if you're actually going to say, hey, he's good enough that we gave up a rise, let's let him see the seventh inning on a regular basis. And I also think that top prospect has to become somebody who's a factor yeah. in this lineup down the line. Well, yeah, the prospect does. And, and he needs to stay healthy. I mean, we've seen them make trades where guys get injured, guys with injury history uh, get injured when they get here. And so I'm curious to see if Falvey – because this – we all want to dump on Rocco with with the quick hook, but it's it's an organizational thing. For it sure. above him, without it's a doubt, not just a Rocco thing. If last year convinced them that they have to change their approach, because you cannot have guys, you cannot be scared to go through an order a third time and then have a shaky bullpen. It just that that model does not work, and we saw it. And so they talked about this being the deepest. Uh, Falvey said the other day on the press on the Zoom mm-hmm. call that this is the deepest pitching staff that he's had in his time here, and there's veterans that they trust. Well, are you going to allow these guys to go deeper in the game so you're not so reliant on your bullpen and you burn them out? I think there's a chance that they maybe learned a lesson last year. I hope they did because that 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 philosophy, I just don't get it, and I don't think it's uh, a, a successful one because you're going to burn your bullpen out no matter how great your bullpen is. They should do that. I'm dubious they will. And you're so right. There's no way Rocco is doing this on his own. No chance. Now, I get it from my ADA. Mm-hmm. But let's yeah. go over this now. You got Gray. Joe. You got Molly. You have Lopez. Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan. These guys have shown themselves they can get to the – I ain't even stand the sixth inning. I mean, it's so silly. It's, it's, the seventh <laughs> Don't inning. Don't go crazy on me now. Don't go crazy. Right. Go, I mean, and again, the, you know, they have, they did go after Darvish and mm-hmm. the guy who signed in Philly. I'm blanking on him, right? Wheeler. Uh, yeah. But part of the, the reluctance for starters to, let alone you're not paying us enough, is we don't want to be taken out every game after 84 pitches. Yeah. Well, and I, and that's the, you know, that is the uh, irony of all the injuries that they had last year pitching in just every player. I don't know that there's a team that's more cautious and more right. uh, uh, more in tune with giving guys days off and how much they're, you know, the rest days. And so uh, I know they overhauled their, their medical staff again. Um, they have a new yes. uh, system in place, but yeah. – but, that was uh, it. That guy was the problem. I mean, it's just yeah, he was the problem. But <laughs> but I but I, I again, I think Sonny Gray knows his. You know, he's been in the league long uh, enough. I think he knows. I agree with my eighty. Let's see how he comes back from the yeah. injury. But these these other guys, let him throw it. You know, Correct. trust trust your instincts on an in game. Allow Rocco to say, you know what, this guy's going well. We're going to stick with. We're not going to have that same That's it. plan. Every game's not the same. Exactly. All right. Let's pause. Uh, Normally, it is the best NFL weekend of the year. Uh, did Chip 
believed or does Chip believe it lived up to the hype? More with a friend, Chip Scoggins from the Star Tribune, in just moments. By the way, follow him on Twitter. Do it right now, at Chip Scoggins. Back with uh, Chip Scoggins, at Chip Scoggins on Twitter, outstanding Star Tribune columnist. Did it live up to the hype, Chip? I mean, four games, eight of the best teams, later afternoon on uh, Saturday, a little bit later than uh, normal noon start on Sunday. What do you think? Compared to other weekends, this one was? I watched both of them yesterday. You may disown me on this one. <laughs> Saturday night, I turned off the uh, Eagles-Giants game and watched White Lotus. <laughs> no, no. I, I would not disown you. I also was clicking around. Now, wait. Season one or season two? Because I finished season one. I'm one episode into season two. Which one are you watching? Well, it's funny. I did them in reverse order because when my daughter was home from for Christmas break from college, her and my wife watched season one. I'm like, eh, I'm not watching it. So I watched season two. With it, with my wife, and it's better than season one. It is better. Um, okay. So so then I went back and watched season one by myself. My wife my wife rewatched it, but so that was season one. I watched the I watched the finale during the uh, second half of the Eagles Giants yeah. blowout. Could they Could they include Alexandria though in uh, season two? <laughs> I was rooting for her not to die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I I watched about the first quarter and a half. Of the yeah. uh, Giants and Eagles, and I, I checked out. I, you know, the the Jags hung in there. Yeah, obviously yeah. the Mahomes situation was compelling as heck. And by the way, it's not an automatic. The Mahomes is back to himself or close to himself next Sunday. Well, he won't. He won't be. If it's a high yeah. ankle sprain, he won't be. And yes, that's something that's going to last for weeks. <clears throat> I mean, I think the games this Sunday are going to be terrific. When you look at who, I mean, these are going to be heavyweight matchups, and it would not surprise me watching the way that Joe Burrow and Cincinnati just took care of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. If they went in there, if Mahomes is, he's not going to be a hundred percent. Now we'll see how nope. how much function he can get back in it through you know therapy this week. But um, and it wouldn't surprise me the way they played yesterday, uh, and it wouldn't. I would not be surprised if both road teams go in there and win. I, if I had to pick today, I would pick both road teams. And I'm not even sure it's a surprise. You know, the Eagles look good, though, Chad. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, well, they looked awesome, right? And it also yeah. made the Vikings look horrible. I mean, it just, made, yeah, just right. made the purple look terrible. So let me say, I, I don't even think it's a surprise if Cincy wins. Because you're right on Mahomes. Cincy's won three straight. The last, yeah. the last couple of years, they've beat Kansas City three straight, including last year in Kansas City. And Bur- I mean, I if he's healthy, I would take Mahomes. Sure, without a doubt, if healthy, Burrow is my second pick. And I'll tell you what—that separation between the two isn't that much. He's—I he, mean, I love his bravado. I love—I mean, the way he managed that game yesterday, oh, and it helps when they can be physical like that and run the ball. That was yeah, the biggest surprise to me. Sure. How more physical they were than Buffalo. But uh, Burrow's terrific. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's has. It'll be interesting to see. You know, it, I think people said Mahomes, him, Josh Allen, and now you know Josh Allen's taking some grief nationally today. Uh, Too many turnovers. Yeah, this year. Yeah. I mean, he's great to come here, but this year he just gave the ball away too much. How about your guy Digsy? 
Diggsy, arms up in the air on the field, on the sidelines. And then the report, which is out there, that initially he walked out of the locker room before the coaches even talked to him, and then uh, a pal convinced him to go back in. But, of course, he yeah. bolted right away. Uh, this is uh, all of our shocked faces on, right. on, yeah. on Stefan Diggs when it doesn't go well. Well, when it doesn't go well, that's what he's going to do. Did you see the tweet from the Dallas Cowboys official Twitter? No. Tell me what they did. So we all know like these teams tweet out, and it's the most positive. So last night, the Dallas Cowboys official Twitter account, this is what they tweeted. Dak Prescott gave away the ball twice in a narrow loss to the 49ers in a matchup the Cowboys <laughs> had a chance to win if they didn't again generate self-inflected wounds. <laughs> Wow, I missed that. I mean, they're right, but man, oh man, that's unbelievable. Also in that game. Is that Jerry Jones typing that out? Oh, that's so good. I think I'm proposing a rule in the NFL that one team in both, uh, one team has to have a kicker from like the stands. It's just so much more fun if there's a kicker involved in the game and you have no idea if he can get it past his own lineman. I mean, Maher and the drama was fantastic last night. Well, you were cringing every time. And even like when they were. Oh, I wanted him out there. I mean, I thought it was give me more of this. Yeah, when they were getting close to scoring, I was like, are they going to go for two? Yes. I want them to score right here just to see what's going to happen. Right. If that first one did get blocked, that was obviously going to be a Oh, way left. But, yeah, I normally kind of check out on special or on uh, yeah. extra points. Don't really pay that much attention. Like those, you're glued to the TV to see how the car wreck syndrome. But, um, yeah, that was, you know, the way Dallas played, I'm sure they're uh, incredibly disappointed. But um, the Niners are so good. I mean, they are so talented. They are. Uh, just their skill guys and their defense is fast and physical. I, I think – I think they're the best team. I do too. Uh, but but the quarterback situation, I just don't know how that rookie's going to keep playing. You know, will the pressure you nailed will it. get to him? Yeah, will, will he get rattled by the pressure? Um, I don't know. But they're they're the rest of the team. I think they're the best team. How about Nick Sirianni uh, comparing Jalen Hurts to Michael Jordan after the game? <laughs> hey Nick, let's calm down a little bit. Yeah. Let's, he had a nice game, and we we like to yeah. we like the progress that yeah. he's making. But let's let's keep it. In let's just uh, <laughs> let's just uh, slow down a little bit. Uh, go for basketball; they're in it. Yeah, uh, but it's still a loss. Uh, this is, I mean, honestly, isn't this like a D year for Ben? I mean, D D minus. I mean, yeah, it's, Chad. I mean, the thing to me is like. They can't score. I mean, as <laughs> literally, the stats today, yes. they're they're like near the bottom, and there's 351 teams in Division One. They're near the bottom in scoring in a lot of offensive uh, categories, and it goes back to Ben has to do a better job in the portal with with guard play. I mean, their guard play is just a not a lot better. It's just not Big Ten standard right now, and it's 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 you know it's affecting everything. Um, Battle hasn't had the kind of year nope. uh, that we thought he was going to have. Garcia. In, in the injury, Garcia. Both He's been guys. better of late. He's been yep. better of late, but, um, you know, I don't know how much Battle's injury before the season or right at the beginning of the season with his foot really disrupted him, but he just hasn't been the same player. And I, but, I, again, it goes back to guard play. you got to have yes. solid guard play uh, in, in every level of basketball, and they just don't have it right now. They, their guard play is lousy. 
right? It's it's not yeah. even it's not even mediocre, let alone good. One last thing on the Vikings, and it was so predictable, but it's just gutless and unprofessional that the two brain wizards meet the media on uh, was it Wednesday, and they. I mean, the first or second question, obviously, is on the defense coordinator. We're still reevaluating. So what do they do the next day in a press release? They announce yeah. he's gone. It's, it's just cowardice. And I'm, so, I'm sorry, it's just not a media thing either because the fans should care. We yeah. all know they'd already made the decision to fire Donatel. Quasey, who's, who's disappeared, by the way. He has yeah. disappeared after he gave one interview, and he gave a few more answers – then apparently he wanted. So he's invisible, yeah. and they can't just answer those questions. The public should want to know how they've arrived at this decision, and it's just embarrassing. Don't give me all the Vikings Entertainment Network stuff, which at times is really good, by the way. Mm-hmm. A lot of good people, a lot of good stuff, but don't give me all this transparency BS. And then when you actually have something that's not good – you put out a weak ass press release on it. Give me a break. Yeah, and and, and I mean they knew they were hundred I percent. Mean, he was not coming back. And Go on. To me, more than anything, than trampling on what he did this year, I, I'm more interested. Are you married to the scheme? Like, is Kevin O'Connell and Quasey are they married to this three four scheme and just felt like you know the wrong guy was running or, or kind of what's yep. their vision for the future? I mean, you can spin it forward for that way, but like that to me is. The most pressing thing we don't need. I mean, we we know what happened with Donzel. We know what the problems were. But are, are they going to stick with this scheme? Do they think the personnel fits it? Or was it just implemented wrong? Those are the kind of questions that I think need to be asked. I mean, we just didn't get that opportunity. I guess we'll get and, it sometime and, at the owners' meeting or wherever next yeah, time they talk. Right. Exactly. They'll disappear for months. Right. And and Flores. I mean, sure, he'd be a great defense coordinator. He's interviewing for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job. So. Yeah. I would think he's going to get a head job, not uh, just a defense coordinator situation. All right, sir, uh, what's uh, what's on the agenda tonight at home? Uh, Relaxing, uh, bang out the column. What do you got going? Yeah, I think we're going to probably watch a little, uh, you know, my daughter's a KU, Kansas. uh, Oh, yeah, they had a good game the other day. Yeah, so we'll probably watch (laughs) them. They're at uh, Baylor tonight. That's a big game. So, How about, Uh, uh, are you watching Milf Manor? I, it was funny. I was scrolling through the TV the other night trying to watch it and I, or trying to find something, and I passed it. I'm oh, like, sure. we have to stop on this because yeah. we were talking about all the bad stuff on TV. But it was a commercial, and then I flipped on. So is it is it worth stopping and watching or no? Uh, I watched it a little bit the other day. It's, <laughs> it's so <laughs> terrible. It's good. It's, How it's bored it. do I have to be to watch that? Oh, come on. <laughs> I love bad TV. So it's the moms. <laughs> They're all ready to get a little something-something. And then who shows up? All their sons. Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. What a, what a great planet we have. It's just so good. All right, man. Be good. All right, brother. We'll see you. Chip Scoggins, 31 past 2 NCCO. This has reminded me about the number of great in excess songs. Just playing these today. Enjoying it. Uh, Jason Whitlock has been in the media for a long time. Uh, A lot of different platforms, a lot of different perspectives. He has uh, changed his own views fairly significantly. Uh, More open about his own belief in God, where he stands on the political spectrum, calling it out. Guess what? There are tens and tens of millions of people in this country who agree with him 
I think Jason Whitlock is a very smart man. I don't agree with him uh, sometimes. I agree with him other times. I think, uh, like a lot of people, he's looking for a reaction from uh, hometown coverage at times. What he offered up the other day is uh, repugnant. It's grotesque. And it wasn't a coincidence. So he's reacting to Shannon Sharp, who made just a jackass out of himself, who has apologized today. You know, when he just he should have been ejected from the Laker game the other day when he's getting into it with Dylan Brooks, then Jaws coming over, then Steven Adams. And, of course, if Jaws around, his dad's there. Can T. Morant ever just watch a game on TV? By the way, T, can you take the sunglasses off inside just one of these times? Just one of these times. So, Jason Whitlock reacts to it the other day. What's going on with Shannon Sharp? Undisputed sinking ratings, social media derangement syndrome, skip jealousy, or coddled, and he uses the R word. I won't say it as grotesque. If you use it here on our text, you'll be permanently blocked. Permanently. Uh, Not a single text from you will ever come through here again. It is a grotesque, insulting, vile word. And it still comes up casually. It is indefensible for a single person to ever use it. And I've had people I know use it, and I've called them out instantly. People I like. Every one of them has apologized. You're right. I shouldn't do it. Am I more sensitive to this because of Q? You're damn right I am. But you know what? You don't need to have Q in your life to realize using this term to make fun of others. That's it. To belittle others. With hints, well, you're like this person who by an immeasurable speck of a chromosome is different than you. And it could have been you. My boy will never live a second on his own. And I love him beyond words. Would I also like, Quinton, to not have Dirk 1A? You could shoot me in the head and end my life if Quinton could have a more full life right now. I mean that to infinity. But I'm still incredibly lucky to have him. And Kathleen's been sick lately, so I've had him more, and it's just... I, there's nothing in my life that brings me more joy when he's happy. But to use that word, and then some of the people on Twitter trying to defend it, I got it. Twitter is a lot of things. We talked about this. But it's also cesspool stupidity and grossness. There's absolutely no defense for this word, and it gets tossed around. And do I think Whitlock knew exactly what he was doing by tossing this up? For sure. For sure. And how you can have so much hate in your intelligence and your heart and and calculate yourself so much that you think this is going to resonate more with your group is shameful. I mean, do you still hear the word occasionally? Not nearly as much as, I mean. It's it's much more rare than Yes. I mean, when I was, when I was in school. Yep. It was commonplace to use it as an insult. Yep. It was commonplace also at that time for people to use it 
in a you know medical terminology or yes. just describing people mm-hmm. that were you know mentally disabled in some way yes and they didn't mean it as an insult yes but it's been used enough as an insult as horrifically as Whitlock did and as many many others have were okay enough we we've moved past the point where we use that word you know there's plenty of other words that have used been used as an insult for you know, whether it's people with handicaps, whether it's homosexuals, whatever it is, words that were commonplace, you know, in the schoolyard. Yep. And you just don't use them anymore. No. Nope. Because we've grown as a society, yes. you know. You, you nailed it, too. We can have words that 30 years ago it was perceived as more acceptable, sometimes even technically we're, evolved, we're allowed to evolve. Mm-hmm. Standards change. Yes. And you can, the R word you say, it was perfectly acceptable technically. And maybe it would be today, but there's a reason, you know, doctors and therapists don't use that term anymore because it's been hijacked to mean awful things. And it shouldn't. Without a doubt. I mean, there's zero defense of it. None. So if you even think about using it, just take a second and, and don't. If you want to needle people and have fun, more power to you. Never even consider this word. Now to what may or may not have happened down in Miami. A Fox News analyst. I, I have not heard of uh, Gino Caldwell. He's a, sworn, a self-acclaimed sworn enemy of uh, PC culture. So Fox and Friends this weekend, Caldwell said he was kicked out of a place uh, because of his politics. He also said there's a target on the backs of people who happen to be black who happen to be conservative. He said he was kicked out because of politics. The cafe shared a different account. Said the group arrived, ordered food, sat in the inside corner of the establishment, but they talked quite loudly and said the conversation was troubling to some of their employees and customers. According to the cafe's statement, the group spoke about women in degrading ways and used eugenic arguments were on their thoughts on Roe v. Wade. Once it was clear they were finished with their meal, we told them that our views don't align and the language that they were using was unwelcome in our space. No shocks since Saturday... Enraged conservatives have posted tweets about boycotting the North Miami Cafe. Dozens of negative comments have also surfaced on Paradise Books and Bread's Google review page. We had somebody earlier who was uh, texting us about a place and the politics of the owners. Unless some of those politics involve harming someone or in a degrading way, I don't care at all. I really don't. Like Chick-fil-A takes heat, right, where the owners stand that they're closed on Sunday. I may not agree with all their politics. I don't care. I'm going there for the chicken sandwich. That's a mistake. There's better options out there. Yeah. Which is better? No, Popeye's. Is Popeye's. Easily the fastest chicken sandwich I would say their fried chicken sandwich is better. I think the traditional chicken is better at Chick-fil-A. I still think Chick-fil-A is pretty good. 
Eh. The one in Plymouth, my God, there's 5,000 cars waiting in line every single day. It's the same thing with acting. I don't care if someone, I don't align with them perfectly politically. Now, if they go above and beyond, they're bullying or they're denying, that's a line. Okay. But the politics, I don't know who's closer to telling the truth on this one. There is a line of if you're in a restaurant and you're so loud and an owner finds a conversation degrading where they should have the ability to step in and say, hey, it's time to go. Now, if it's just normal politics, but you disagree with their normal politics and you're kicking them out, hell no. You absolutely should not be doing this. But this is this is what happens now in our society when you really don't know which side's telling the truth. We're all of a sudden there is just an onslaught to crush this place. Mm-hmm. Now, is there also an onslaught to go to this place from liberals? I don't know. But if let's say the owner is right, and again, I have no idea. The owner has to think, is it worth it for me now to do this? Because if you know this person is visible, he or she is going to make a bigger issue about it, and your business could get crushed. Now, maybe it does the other way. Now, liberals are all going to your place. I don't know. But this is, again, you can't even have a meal without it just turning into a a political and a social media debate. Ah, America. Isn't it great? (laughs) No, you're right. The fact that we we consider politics – when it comes to where we're spending our money or the movies we watch or, you know, it's ridiculous. Yes. In this particular case, if their language was boorish and over the top and offensive, kick them the heck out. Yes. Absolutely. Kick them out. If you disagree with your politics, goodness, grow up. Shut There's up. a lot of people you serve every right. day that you disagree with their politics. Ten years ago. It was Adam, and I don't know if it was Jenna still producing then. or, And I said, we're going to get to the point where we're going to have the liberal restaurant, conservative restaurant there, they'll laugh to me. I'm not sure we're that far away. Mm. I'm really not sure where it might be commonplace. You can always chime in, 651-461-9226. 255, that is the Linda's Construction Time Check. Time to have Minnesota-made infinity from Marvin Windows installed in your home, the last absurdity of the day when it's uh, politics and food involves M&M's. M&M's. Once again, let's be clear about this. Peanut M&M's, 100% better than plain M&M's. I think you hit the wrong button here again. M&M's. Announced earlier today, it would take an indefinite pause from spokes candies, deciding the cartoon characters with arms, legs, and minimal facial features were simply too divisive for polarized America to take. I mean, now that this has happened, I think we'll figure out that mass shooting situation. I think we'll figure out the border once Maya Rudolph is stepping in. Jason, you'll feel better now that. We don't have woke M&M's. I miss the sexy M&M's, you know? Why'd they have to take away our beautiful high heels on that green M&M? Oh, yeah. Sounds like there's some sick heat 
at the DeRussia house on the weekend. Tucker said they ruined the green M&M. They ruined them. Yeah. Although, didn't they add one color because it was very progressive, I think, this year? Purple. Purple. We'll get into this on Oh, let's go. It's coming up next.